your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. And welcome for the first time, if this is your first time. The question for tonight is from Cameron in Texas. And it says... Okay, this one is a very straightforward, simple question. Why is my horse so stubborn? All right, so I guess we should actually answer the why, and this is an interesting thing to know. We've talked about it on here before, but remember, this is the root of everything horsey. So basically, the reason your horse is stubborn is because of his natural-born self-preservation instinct when the human is not able to put out enough leadership and clear communication in order to allow that horse to have a thorough understanding of what is expected of him this lack of understanding or unsureness is going to cause a lack of confidence in the horse. Because the horse gets this lack of confidence, he gets unsure. His self-preservation instinct will rise up from inside of him and basically put a wall around him. And this self-preservation wall will prevent him. It will not allow him to give himself up to you mentally and physically. In other words, he has no choice in the matter. His instincts will not allow him to give himself to someone who is not able to portray leadership to that horse because their instincts tell them, follow the leader. If they're not a leader, you can't follow them because you will die. Now, that instinct is what has kept horses alive for the past thousands or however many years that horses have been around. Okay, now, so you think, well, how do we fix all that? Well, basically, every podcast and every video on the Buckaroo Crew is all boils down to what I just said uh, about about the self-preservation. All right. So I'm going to give a couple examples and the solutions for them because, you know, there's like we couldn't go over all of them in one podcast. But we can in 500 podcasts and over 300 videos on the Buckaroo Cruise. So there is that. Uh, All right, here's one. Uh, So here's an example of where somebody might say, why is my horse being so stubborn? All right, the horse is Buddy Sour. All he wants to do is go to the Buddy. He keeps on fighting the human to go to the Buddy. All he can think about mentally is the Buddy, and all he can physically do with his body is, oh, I got to get over there to my Buddy. All right, here's the deal with that. What we call Buddy Sour is actually those self-preservation instincts just rising up 
and putting walls around that horse, and those walls are driving that horse straight over to that buddy. Might as well have a brick wall behind him, pushing him right over to that buddy like in an Indiana Jones movie or something. Now, why does that happen? All right, we all know that horses get comfort and security from being around other horses, right? That's in their instincts, safety in numbers. So that feeling that when they get over there by the buddy, they're able to satisfy that hungry, hungry, hungry self-preservation instinct. And when they do that, the walls come down and the horse is then allowed to feel at ease. Basically, he is then allowed to not be, for lack of a better word, inwardly tormented, right? I know that sounds a little exaggerated, and it kind of is, but not by as much as you would think. Remember, these horses are prey animals. Like, like as far as they're concerned, everything's like they're about to die all the time, right? Okay, so uh, with that being said, he's wanting to get over there to the buddy because it makes him feel okay and content inwardly. If the human does not reach a place through clarity, communication, leadership, good timing of cues, all that, if they don't if the human is not capable of doing those things I just mentioned, they will not be capable of giving that horse that same feeling of relief that he gets from being by the buddy or by the gate or, you know, but in the barn or whatever. So it's up to the human to get the skill necessary to where you are able to pump that confidence down into that horse in every interaction you have with that horse. And very quickly, sooner rather than later, way quicker than you would ever expect, all of a sudden, all of his magnets, buddy sour, etc., are not showing up anymore because he's no longer feeling like he has to get over there to be okay because now he's realizing he's okay when it's just you and him. And that, I know it might sound a little like magical partnership and all that, but it really can happen and it's actually not technical or difficult at all to achieve that. And that's, uh, that's what you have to get if you ever expect them to stop having magnets. Okay, now here's another one that's a little more direct and straightforward. Uh, somebody says, yeah, this horse is really stubborn. He won't lunge, or when he does, he goes nuts or whatever. Okay, well, if you watch, most of the time when somebody's trying to teach a horse to lunge, you watch their body language. They're going at it like, like in their mind that human's thinking, okay, I have to get him to do it, and I have to get him to do it right now. Otherwise, I'm not doing it right. So they rush him into it. They don't have the pieces built in. They don't, they don't even have that horse where he understands how to turn away from that human, basically do the opposite of face up. And they're trying to get him a lunge. And a lot of the times, even when a horse is not good at it and they're trying to work on making it better, they're trying to get him to do it at speed. So like, you know, lunge him at a wall, get him good at that. That's a good anyways. So they say, yeah, this horse is stubborn and he won't lunge. Okay. Well, Another thing you'll notice is most of the time when the horse is kind of doing what the human had in mind, they're still keeping the pressure on. They're either still holding their arm out or they're still clucking or smooching or something like that. Uh, so remember, you know, like we all know they don't learn from the pressure being applied. They learn from when we stop doing it, right? 
So when you watch most people lunge and you notice, oh, wow, the horse just did it. And, oh, I'll be dang. They're actually still keeping some measurable amount of pressure on that horse, whether it with a voice cue, a arm being out, you know, a, the stick or the flag still being held up in the air, something like that. And, yeah, the logic with those people, you know, generally is, well, when I stop doing it, he stops lunging. Okay, well, it's the the reason the reason he stops lunging when you stop doing it is because you're always doing it. So the fix to that problem would be only have the pressure on when he is not doing it. The instant he does it, take it away. The instant he doesn't, bring it in. It's a lot of back and forth, but very quickly you'll have him, you know, going around without you having to keep the pressure on. So uh, another example is, oh, this horse is really stubborn at backing. Well, you watch most people when they back a horse, there's no, uh, there's no timing or rhythm matching with what the horse is doing. They just like pick up the reins and they pull back and they hold them. Well, you need to be having some give and release in there and ideally having it in timing with his footsteps. So when he's backing up, the pressure is minimal, you know, extremely minimal. When he's not backing is when the pressure amps up so um people will say uh like uh my horse well let's just use backing again they'll say my horse does not like to back up okay well that's how you immediately know their timing is off uh the the in the words of ray hunt the timing has to be such that the horse thinks the pressure is self-inflicted and ray hunt even said if if the horse thinks the pressure is self-inflicted you'll see a great attitude, or in other words, you won't have attitude problems. And I've found that to be true 110% of the time, uh, even with a mare, even with a mule, even with whatever horse or breed or age or color or past experiences that you could, that you could name. So uh, that timing being off is the reason why it seems like he's stubborn, but you always have to remember they don't do anything right and they don't do anything wrong. They simply do more of what feels good and less of what feels not as good. That's why our timing and, uh, you know, our pressure, the amount of pressure and all that is so critical. And that is, that's all critical to what the horse's understanding, right? Okay. Well, the better they get, the, the better they understand all of these things you could pretty safely say the more confident of a horse he is going to become, right? You build their confidence by building their understanding. Okay, so by building that confidence, that's how you eliminate spookiness and the need to buck or feel like they need to or feel like they need to run back to the barn or just bolt in general, uh, feel like they need to get over by the buddy. So you guys see how all this is just circling around and tying back in. So... Basically, we'll end it with any time, and, and this will totally work, I promise you this. Any time that you are thinking, man, this horse sure is stubborn, there's a few things you can do, and then it will totally fix it. Okay, number one, whatever you're trying to get him to do, break it down into smaller pieces. You can do this by uh, doing it at a lower speed or doing it in segments. For example, don't just try to lunge your horse. First, just try to practice getting him to turn away from you. In uh, other words, the opposite of facing up. Work on that for a few minutes. Um, another way of wording it is 
let's say what you're trying to get him to do is like a third grade level, find a way to turn that into a first grade thing. Like, just get the piece. Heck, sometimes when somebody said, I have a horse who won't lunge, you know what the first thing we worked on was? Just getting his ear to look off to the side. Then we would try to get him to his nose to actually tip off to the side. And then we would hang in there until we could get his shoulders to just slightly step laterally to the side, like the horse's left or right. And then we would go a little further and a little further. Well, then after, you know, a couple minutes working on each one of those little pieces, it was so easy. You would just hold out your arm, put your flag by his cheek, and that horse would just turn out away from you, uh, the opposite of facing up. And he would, you know, basically the horse would put you at like a 90 degree to his uh, shoulder, uh, like one would be when you were lunging him, and then he would simply walk off. So in two or three minutes from just working on the pieces, not trying to do fourth grade, but instead working on first, second, and third grade, getting those cleaned up, uh, automatic just that quickly uh, in a four to five minute time, something like that, lady said this horse will not lunge, and all of a sudden he would. Uh, so break it down into pieces. Uh, the Just about every time, from my experience, what the culprit has been, has been the, the human thinking that the horse had enough understanding to do whatever it may be, and then they're baffled that he's doing it or seeming to have a hard time with it or whatever. But then every single time, if we say, well, Hey, uh, that's, let's say that's fourth grade. Show me, show me the first grade version of that. And let me see what that looks like. And every single time it is far, far, far from perfect. And every single time we've always went to that spot and got it to where the little things that seemed insignificant, the pieces were cleaned up and better. And then all of a sudden the horse could do the fourth grade. And, you know, so on and so forth. So break it down into pieces. Take it down two, three, four, even five grade levels if you have to. Do it at a slower speed. Uh, and the more pieces you can break it down into, the quicker and easier your horse is going to learn it and start doing it. And not only will he do it, he will like doing it. Why will he like doing it? Because you're going to have the timing such that anytime he's kind of not doing it, it's difficult. And anytime he is kind of doing it, it feels good to him. So why would a horse not like doing something that is so amazingly awesome for him, relatively speaking, to not doing it? Uh, if you want to see a really clear example of that, just go in, uh, go in the buckroocrew.com, which is all of our online training videos and clinics and all that, and watch the trailer loading videos. Uh, You'll see on there, the horse maybe says, oh, I don't really think I want to get in the trailer. So we make it to where he's saying, please, please, please let me in the trailer. I love the trailer. Uh, so you can't really say my horse doesn't like to load if every time he's kind of thinking about or loading in the trailer, life feels absolutely amazing. And every time he's not doing that, life does not feel amazing. So, you know, why wouldn't a horse adore getting in the trailer or backing up or stopping or side passing or standing still to be mounted or letting the 
uh, letting the farrier trim his feet. There's videos in there also about a horse that didn't want to let me hold his foot. So basically did the same thing as trailer loading. So uh, you can go on the website and see, or you know, or our YouTube channel, any of that, and see literally everything that I've ever done with a horse. If I was having, you know, success with it, <laughs> was uh, working at the grade level the horse was at, working at a speed that was appropriate for the horse's level of understanding, uh, and trying really hard to have good, clear timing and the use of pressure and release to clearly communicate to that horse to what I was wanting it to do. I was simply making, in the words of Ray Hunt, the right thing easy and the wrong thing difficult. And no matter who you ever talk to or see or whatever, if they are having or have had success getting a horse to do something, it's because they were got really good at, in some form or another, they got really good at making the right thing easy and the wrong thing difficult. So, uh, let's see. Man, a 17-minute explanation of why is my horse stubborn. So one final recap. Let me end it with this. Uh, horses are not stubborn. They just do things. At first, they don't know what to do. They'll experiment. But as they run into pressure doing blank, 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 and don't run into pressure doing blank, 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 and blank, they will start doing more specific things. And those specific things that they do, no matter if they're good or they're bad, is all up to us, the humans or the writers. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.